Welcome to the Finding True Health podcast, episode number 37. One of the top reasons I hear from people as to why they can't seem to improve their health is that they believe they don't have enough willpower. But how important really is willpower and what role does it play in your health journey? We're going to unpack all of that today in this episode. So let's dive in. Are you ready to be done with diets, done trying to mold your body to fit unrealistic beauty standards? Do you want to create a healthy lifestyle simply to feel better and have more energy each day? Do you want to finally find food freedom? Hey, I'm Jenna, a registered dietitian nutritionist. Not long ago, I was an overwhelmed mom and struggled to make myself a priority. I hated my body and wondered how I could stop beating myself up every time I looked in the mirror. I also felt frustrated about my health and wished I could get myself to exercise consistently, eat more vegetables, eat less sugar, you know, actually do the things I knew could improve my mood and energy levels. But I kept telling myself I didn't have enough time or motivation or willpower or, well, you get the idea. But with some help from God, I was able to turn my health and life around. And I want to help you do the same. In this podcast, you'll find trustworthy nutrition information, critical mindset shifts, and actionable advice. So you can feel better, fill your life with sustainable, healthy behaviors, and be confident in your own skin, no matter your size. So if you're ready to make peace with chocolate, but love your salad too, this is the podcast for you. Hello, my friends. Welcome, welcome. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. I got to admit, I'm a little bit tired. I got woken up at two in the morning to my dog throwing up all over the place. And to be honest, I probably would have just gone back to bed and dealt with it in the morning. But he threw up right in my doorway. And oftentimes my four-year-old, if she has a bad dream or something happens at night, she will come and crawl into bed with me. And I didn't want her walking through the dog throw up trying to get into my bed. So I got up at two in the morning and cleaned up the throw up and was dry heaving the whole time and was just grateful I didn't throw up myself. And then my dog, of course, proceeded, he's old, he's like 13 or 14 years old. And he had gotten into a chocolate bar the day before. So I think that's why he was throwing up like all day yesterday. But after he threw up, he proceeded to walk around the house and tip over trash cans trying to find food. And so then I had to go and grab him. And I was worried he was going to wake up my kids because he was going into their rooms and tipping over the trash cans. So I got to deal with that. And anyway, didn't get as good of a night's sleep as I wanted, but I'm still feeling good. I'm excited to be here, excited to dive into this topic of willpower. I know me, myself, I have felt at times like I need more willpower. I just don't have enough to reach my health goals or make healthy changes in my life. It's I'm just so weak. I used to say things like, okay, I'm not going to have any sugar today or I'm going to only have one serving of ice cream and then put it away and not get it back out. And then a craving would hit and all my plans would be out the window. Or other days that I was, quote, so good all day and then I'd just go crazy at night with treats and feel like I ruined my day and felt like, what is wrong with me? Why can't I have more willpower? And I've since learned that So many of my issues weren't issues with willpower. They were issues with restriction or issues with not feeding myself enough. And so I don't have nearly as many times when I feel out of control around food and like my willpower is just shot. 
But I still have moments of weakness. In fact, as I was trying to think of a story I could share, I was reminded of a date my husband and I went on a little while ago. We decided to buy a carton of ice cream and eat a little bit of it while we watched a movie in our basement. And we left the rest of the ice cream in the freezer in our basement. And at some point during that week, I had a few rough days. Uh, I think it was that time of the month. And I usually get pretty strong sugar cravings during that the time of my cycle. And I was stressed and I wasn't eating regular meals. And my willpower just seemed to completely go out the window. And I turned to that ice cream to relieve some stress and satisfy my sugar cravings. And I ended up eating the whole carton by myself within a couple of days. And I was so embarrassed and worried that my husband would want some. And I didn't want to tell him that I had no willpower and I'd just eaten all of it by myself. (laughs) And so I went and bought the same flavor and brand of ice cream. And I took about a cup of it out, how much we had eaten that night. And I put it in the freezer and I pretended that it was the original carton. I was so embarrassed and just wondered, why can't I have more willpower? And I have a feeling I'm not the only one that experiences this sometimes. Whenever we overeat or make a food choice that we regret later on, a lot of times we blame that on the fact that we're lacking willpower. But there are actually dozens of reasons that you might be eating more than your body needs, including some of the ones I just mentioned. Maybe you're stressed or you aren't eating enough throughout the day or you're not getting enough sleep like I did last night. There are lots of reasons that we might make a a food choice that we're not super thrilled with later, that really don't have much to do with willpower. But let's, before we really dive into this, let's first of all define what willpower really is. The definition is the ability to control one's own actions, emotions, or urges. It's also a strong determination that allows someone to do something difficult. The definition I tend to use when talking about willpower is resisting something you kind of want now for something you really want later. It might feel like you really want that ice cream in the moment, but given the choice between, say, a cup of ice cream and reaching your health goals, having more energy, better moods, fewer health issues, most people, I think, would choose better health over the ice cream But the problem is they want that ice cream now, and those health benefits don't come generally until further down the road after working on their habits and behaviors for a while. In the book, The Willpower Instinct, Kelly McGonigal points out that we actually have three different parts of of willpower. We've got our I willpower. This is the ability to do what you need to do, even when you don't feel like it. So getting yourself to do something that will benefit you that you're maybe not in the mood for. Our I won't power, which is the ability to say no when faced with a temptation, um, even if a part of you really wants to say yes to that thing. And then our I want power. And this is the ability to remember what you really want when faced with something that might thwart your long-term goals. This requires you to exercise some self-control and to kind of call upon your motivation when it really matters. Now, if you are someone who thinks that you don't have enough willpower, that's actually a good sign. Research has shown that people who think that they have the most willpower are actually the ones most likely to lose control when tempted. So having awareness and some self-knowledge around this is really the start of gaining more self-control and improving your willpower. But 
Let's first talk about how much you really should be relying on willpower for good health. There seems to be mixed opinions on the importance of willpower out there. Some people say if you design your life in the right way, then you won't need willpower at all. For example, if you get every tasty or tempting food out of your house, then you don't need to use willpower to resist those foods because your environment is set up to where it's not even possible to turn to them. But I would argue that it's nearly impossible to control your environment to that degree that you'll never have to use willpower. I mean, you still need willpower when you're at the grocery store to not buy the treats when you walk by them as you're shopping or what happens if your husband or your kids bring treats home or you're at a party or go out with friends or at your job, somebody brings treats to the office. There's always going to be temptation around and I don't think we can control our environments enough to make it that we never have to rely on willpower. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, you've got the no pain, no gain group. This is the group that thinks that anything can be accomplished with enough willpower and enough grit. And they think that you need copious amounts of willpower to live a healthy lifestyle. Diet culture is partly to blame for this because it does take a lot of willpower to follow most diets. And this is usually why people don't stick with any given diet for more than a few months. They are able to kind of white knuckle their way through for a while, but then life gets in the way and they aren't able to keep up or they don't want to keep up with the rules of the diet. They run out of willpower at the end of the day and throw their hands in the air and just say, forget it. I can't follow this diet, so I'm just going to give up completely on my health. And I don't know about you, but I would rather reserve as much willpower as possible to being kind and patient with my kids or doing something hard in my business or cleaning my family room for the hundredth time that week. (laughs) I don't really want to use all of my willpower up following a bunch of unnecessary rules like counting calories or cutting out all sugar or white flour from my diet. So we've got these two ends of the spectrum, the one end that says you don't need any willpower to get healthy, the other end that says you need a ton of willpower to get healthy, and I tend to lie somewhere in the middle, right? We do need some willpower, I think, to reach any goal in our life, including health goals, but we don't want part of our strategy to be relying on willpower a whole lot. There are some problems with that strategy. First of all, Willpower is unreliable. We can't count on having it when we need it at all times. Relying on willpower also often leads to self-judgment and shame. We often talk about willpower like it's this attribute that only strong and successful people have. And if you don't have willpower in a moment, then you wonder what's wrong with me and you can really beat yourself up. Relying on willpower can also lead to feelings of restriction and deprivation. It might make you want, quote, forbidden foods or behaviors all the more than you would if you weren't just trying to resist all the time. And using a lot of willpower throughout the day really drains your energy, and it can lead to something called willpower fatigue. Dozens of studies have come to the conclusion that self-control is highest in the morning And it steadily decreases over the course of the day. So oftentimes by night, we've experienced willpower fatigue. We've been using our willpower all day and it's just gone. Also, if you try to control or change too many things at once, then that you're going to reach that fatigue even quicker. Just think of it like a muscle. If I'm using my muscles really intensely for a short amount of time, I'm going to wear out 
faster than if I was just using them a little bit throughout the day. So we might reach willpower fatigue much earlier than nighttime even, depending on how much we've had to use it in the day. So this is good information to have because it's often smart to plan things that are going to require our willpower earlier in the day and try to avoid things that use willpower later in the day. You can also set up your environment so that you need to use as little willpower as possible at the end of the day when you're tired. For example, don't keep treats in your nightstand by your bed. I've learned that the hard way. (laughs) Or really any other place that they're easy to get to at night when you might be feeling like your willpower is a little lower. I like to focus as much as possible on things that we can do to lower the need for willpower. There are two main areas that you can work on here. One is lowering your desire. If you simply don't desire something that's not going to be good for your health, then you don't have to use willpower at all. I don't desire to smoke cigarettes. Like that's never really appealed to me. I've never really been tempted by that. And so if I see a package of cigarettes, I don't need to use any willpower at all to not smoke those. Whereas somebody who maybe was a former smoker and is trying to quit, they see a package of cigarettes, they're going to have to exert a lot of willpower to not pick one up and smoke. There are some ways that we can decrease our desire for certain things, foods, and behaviors that don't contribute to our health. And I don't really have time in this podcast to get into those, but looking for those options is a good way to not have to turn to willpower as much. And then the second way to try to limit the amount of willpower you need throughout the day is to create habits. Now, creating habits might take some willpower up front, but once the habit is formed, it just runs on automatic and you don't have to use any or maybe just a little bit of willpower to keep it going. So those are some ways to make it so that you don't have to rely on willpower, but there are still going to be times in your life when willpower will come in handy and you might need to use it. And the good thing is that willpower is like a muscle. We found that it can be developed, it can be strengthened. There are things that you can do to increase your willpower muscle. One of these things is making willpower a habit. So I talked about making habits so you don't have to use willpower, but you can also make willpower, developing willpower, a habit as well. Charles Duhigg, who wrote The Power of Habit, said that dozens of studies show that willpower is the single most important keystone habit for individual success. Self-discipline has a bigger effect on academic performance than does intellectual talent. And the best way to strengthen willpower and give students a leg up, studies indicate, is to make it into a habit. Their willpower occurs without them having to think about it. So as people strengthen their willpower muscle in one part of their lives, then it's going to spill over into other parts of their lives. So for example, you might be increasing your willpower with your kids. Maybe you're resisting yelling at them, you're trying to not give in to every impulse when they make you upset. That is strengthening your willpower muscle. You can strengthen your willpower muscle through your money management. Maybe you don't make as many impulse purchases or you are trying to stick within a budget. That can strengthen your willpower. If you go to the gym and push yourself to work out in ways that are maybe a little bit harder, that can strengthen your willpower So strengthening willpower in one area is going to affect other areas of your life. 
Todd Heatherton is a researcher at Dartmouth, and he says that part of what's happening here is that you're changing how you think. People get better at regulating their impulses. They learn how to distract themselves from temptations. And once you've gotten into that willpower groove, your brain is practiced at helping you focus on a goal. So this is specifically how you make willpower a habit. You choose a certain behavior ahead of time, and then you do your best to follow that routine, follow what you planned. This is something called an implementation intention. We make an intention about what we want to do in a given situation. So when I'm tempted to make that purchase of that dress online when the ad pops up, then I will close my laptop or I will go to a different website or I will just look away and not look at the ad. Or when I am tempted to yell at my kids, I will take three deep breaths and think of one thing I love about them. We set these intentions and we do our best to follow through with them. And that act alone is helping strengthen our willpower in all areas of our life. So that's just one example of how you can try strengthening your willpower to make it easier to resist temptation in your life. There are other ways as well. I cover quite a few of them in my course, Help Through Habits. I also talk about ways to decrease desire. So if you're interested in really deep diving into this concept of willpower, then I invite you to check out helpthroughhabits.com and get some real tactical ways to help increase willpower in your life. But I also really encourage you to look for ways that you don't have to rely on willpower. Try to get rid of all or nothing thinking. A lot of our willpower struggle comes from that. A lot of times it looks like I'm not going to eat any sugar today or I'm just going to go crazy and eat whatever I want. And there can be a happy balance there where maybe you, quote, give in to the craving and have a few really mindful, satisfying bites of your favorite treat. And that helps the craving subside so you don't have to rely as much on willpower but you also haven't overdone it and caused a huge blood sugar spike and possibly some issues that come along with that. For something like that, you might need a little bit of willpower to put the treat away after a few bites, but it's not going to take as much willpower to just resist the treat altogether. And again, just recognize that, that willpower fatigue is a real thing, that just because maybe you feel like you have a moment of weakness and you wish you could have summoned some willpower and resisted something, but you didn't. Give yourself some grace and some compassion and recognize that you're not superhuman. Everybody runs out of willpower. I, for me, it helps to even look back at everything that's happened before that period when I feel like I've had a willpower failure and think, okay, I had to use my willpower for this and that and that. Or again, I didn't get very much sleep or what are some other biological mechanisms that are going on that are really driving me to crave this certain food or put some of my health goals on the back burner? That just helps me have a little more self-compassion and a little more awareness around what might cause that willpower fatigue in me. So be kind to yourself, my friend. Know that, yes, willpower can be strengthened. You are going to need it at times when doing hard things in your life but it's not something that you need tons and tons of in order to reach your goals and in order to do great things. 
And it's great when it's there. It's great when you have it, but it's not always going to be available to you. So you need to have other tools in your toolbox to use towards your health goals and not just think that willpower is going to be the one and only go-to resource that you can rely on. This is why I generally recommend making very small, simple, gradual changes when trying to improve your health or add a new healthy behavior, something that requires as little willpower as possible so that it's something that you can continue doing even when your willpower is nowhere to be found. (laughs) This ensures that you stay with that consistency that is so important in forming a habit because it's hard to stay consistent at something that you have to rely on having a lot of willpower for. And then once that habit is formed, then you can kind of start to grow it. You can, again, slowly add to it, build upon it, get it to the place that you want it to be one small step at a time, rather than just trying to get reach that end goal right from the get-go. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you have a fantastic day and I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, real quick before you go, if you found this episode helpful in any way, would you do me a huge favor and take just a minute or two to leave me a rating and review? It really helps the show get found by more people and it just lights me up to know that the show is helping someone out there and that I should continue putting out more episodes. Thank you so much.